you in the service industry? Bartender, server, stripper, cook? Welcome home. Welcome home. This is In The Biz. We keep the world moving. And nobody knows us like us. Like us. This show is about sharing our experiences and teaching people about the ins and outs of the service industry, helping people navigate it to make some extra cash. Along the way, we'll interview the best in the biz. Welcome to In The Biz. Now, here's your host, Tani Mujiqua. Welcome to the In The Biz podcast, where we get to meet really cool people that have been in our industry that are absolutely killing it. And ladies and gentlemen, today is no different. Now, usually on the show, John, I like to ask people how they go about introducing themselves when they meet new people. So I'm going to ask you, when you're in a social situation and you're introducing yourself, how do you go about doing it? You know, especially when it comes to uh, like a business function or whatever. I like to tell people I'm a third generation candy and ice cream maker. Uh, we, our family is uh, the other family owned business that started in Daytona Beach in 19. 19- out. Uh, but uh, that's pretty much it. You know, I was very bored. I was very fortunate to be born into a business that I happen to enjoy very much. And, you know, that's what gets me here in the, the podcast with you today. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, no, absolutely. It's great to have you over here, John. And I've actually got a bit of a sweet tooth. Uh, I've been trying to stay a little bit away from, you know, the sweets. Uh, my girlfriend likes me to stay away from that. But you said um, you kind of landed into it um, as far as like yes. it was a family business. Yes. Okay. So I'm third, I'm third generation. Uh, my great uncle Thomas came here from uh, Greece, uh, probably in about the twenties, twenties uh, and thirties and moved to Coney Island. Okay. And so in Coney Island, he learned how to make all the candies and infections. And then one year during uh, like winter break, he came down to Daytona beach for vacation. And like most people who visit Florida for the first time in the wintertime, they never go back. So he opened up a shop uh, on the corner of the boardwalk, which we've still been there since 1948. And my dad took it over in 1963, and then I took it over in 2003. So I'm coming up to my 20 years uh, and then we're also going to be celebrating our 75th anniversary in the same year. So, ah, oh, congratulations. Know, just, That's awesome. I like, yeah, it, it, it's been a very fun run. Lots of headaches, you know, a family owned business. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, I'm not going to shut up. You shut up. Uh, <laughs> a lot. You know, the best part of working in a family business is you get to work with your family. And the worst part is you get to work with your family. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've had a lot of headaches along the way. You guys know being down in South Florida with hurricanes and of course COVID and like, you know, all the other things that come with, uh, being in the tourist and, uh, sur- uh, service industry. And, you know, I just, I love the candy and ice cream biz. So it's not really work if you enjoy doing it because it's all I think about. Even when I'm not there in production, I'm still constantly thinking about trying to think of new things, uh, where we want to put new stores, if we want to put new stores or we want to focus more on the production and manufacturing side of things. Nice. So right now, is it currently on one store in Daytona, right? No, we're so we have uh, four Zeno's stores. That's the name of our, you know, our flagship stores, the original ones on the boardwalk. Uh, We have one in St. Augustine, Madeira Beach, 
uh, the boardwalk in Daytona. And then we also have our factory location, South Daytona, which we're in the area. We'll get you a tour and we'll show you around. It's, it's very cool to see. I always tell people it's uh, not as nice as Disney World, but it's a lot nicer <laughs> than you think it is. So it's, it's a lot bigger usually than what people expect to see. Uh, and then we also, in the last year, we opened up, or I should say we acquired three very well-established ice cream shops in the Tampa Bay, Dunedin, Clearwater area that have been nice. there for 20 years. Uh, they're called Straw Hans. They win best in Tampa Bay for best ice cream uh, like every year pretty much, and they're known for their carrot cakes. And, you know, the biggest question was uh, when we took over, are you going to change the recipes? Or are you going to do anything different? I'm like, are you crazy? It's like they're winning best in the show every year. So <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm big in legacy. Like my biggest thing is, you know, it's it's amazing the timing of this. My family is enthralled and just like, you know, obsessed with the play Hamilton right now. Absolutely. And uh, the, the, the overall story, it's like, you know, it's not about it's not my job to tell my story. It's my job to tell my dad's story. And, uh, and, you know, Miss Strahan's story passed away like five, six years ago. And, you know, it's our core values that I kind of came up with 15 years ago, you know, when you, you're trying to become a, a good mom and pop, like a legitimate accessible business, you need to come up with your core values. Absolutely. And ours and mine were family fun and legacy, you know, family owned business, serving other families, your family can't have a good time in my shop if our working family isn't having a good time. So I'm very, and that where the fun comes in, we got to have fun. I will not take a candy project. I will not do anything that I don't think it's fun. If it takes me away from coaching my kids soccer, I'm not going to do it. And then legacy. Legacy is the biggest one for me because it's super important to me that I, that the world knows who my dad was. Like, you know, he's a, a fixture in this area forever. Absolutely. Um, really guy big pain in my butt 99 of the other you know 0.01 percent of the time he was great and uh but you know i was just born into an incredible business where i was you know people say they're born on third i was born sliding into home and uh and i'm well aware of that so it's funny being on the show with you today because I, I saw the, and I've seen the intro to your podcast before the best and the best and the word expert gets thrown out a lot. And I'm like, I am not an expert. I'm just a survivor of many, many failures. And I just happen <laughs> to be here. So I've seen everything done the wrong way a hundred times. Uh, and I guess that's why, you know, when we have new people, uh, come in for the first time. I can't ever get upset for the first time mistakes because I have made, and that's where I'm very, uh, as a business owner and as a coworker, I don't say uh, they work for me. I say we all work together because I, you know, without my team, without my staff, I've had people, buddies of mine, girls that I've known that have been with us for 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. So we've been very lucky, you know, COVID, we didn't lose anybody. And, you know, being in Florida, uh, Everyone could have stayed at home, but Florida go faster than everyone else pretty much. And, you know, it just was all cylinders clicking. And we were very lucky. We've grown since then. And, you know, we've just been very lucky. Oh, man. And you brought up COVID. Um, how were you impacted yeah. as far as COVID? Because I know it hit everyone a little differently, um, especially in the industry. How, um, how was it for you? Yeah. So I, your season down there, is it spring break and summer pretty much? Yeah, spring break and summer. It, it's basically, basically the same as yours over here. Yeah. So, you know, COVID, 
we were going right into spring break, which is, you know, we're very busy when kids are out of school. So Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, we have decent weekends year round. Uh, but spring break and summertime are busiest times of the year. So here we are getting out of our four or five slow months, you know, six Absolutely. months, getting red, gearing up, uh, cash flow out the window because you're stocking up inventory. You've got, you know, candy up the wazoo and like you're left. Hoping to get into a good spring, boom, you're done. Like, you know, you're closed for uh, four or six weeks, however long we close, two months. Yeah. And, you know, before COVID hit, I would tell my wife I felt bad because I was only working 40 hours a week. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I felt guilty because 40 hours, I, I can do that blindfolded. You know, I, I think I do, I'm on the computer doing office work 40 hours a week, let alone all the production and everything else that I have to do. Uh, but when COVID came and, you know, no one was allowed to work, we still had uh, web orders coming in. And so my wife and I, my wife was doing all the fulfillment on the web orders and I was making everything. And I, we were both working 14, 15 hours a day. And I promised her wow. never going to complain if I'm only working 40 hours a week again. Because I know when push comes to shove, I'll be ready to think of things again and get back on it. I just don't want to have to do it again because I'm not a young guy anymore. And uh, it, it's not the same as it was 20, 25 years ago. Oh, man. I absolutely hear you on that. Yeah, I, I'm always intrigued by, you know, the way COVID hit different people. Because for some um, industries and just different businesses, it was great. And for some, yeah. you know, it was complete opposite. And like you're saying, working 14, 15 a day for anyone, you know, is pretty wild yeah. over there. Um, well, let me take you back for a second. So I'm curious. Sure. You've always been in the family business, right? Um, did you ever have a moment before you uh, took over? It was in 2003, right? Uh, did you ever yes. have a moment before where you wanted to do something else where you felt like you might have been getting pushed into it? No. So true story. So my dad, uh, my dad, my whole life, he was never one of those people that didn't want me uh like I wouldn't say didn't want me to better myself, but he like was like, don't go be a lawyer. Don't go be a doctor. This is where it's at. This is where it's at. Like, you know, he was the opposite of most uh, immigrant parents who want their kids to be like, you know, much better off than there. He's like, you're going to be comfortable here. You're going to be good to go. Uh, but the true story is I uh, went to the University of Florida. I graduated in 1998, came back home. And the funny thing about it is I'm going to do the same with my kids as well. I thought I was going to come back and be this, you know, our, our original store that we had was just a, a little gift shop with a small little candy counter in it. And I thought I was going to come back and be the big shot and like, you know, start being the boss and like, you know, all that other stuff. Well, there's women working for my parents that were there 30, 40 years. So they're oh, like oh. telling me to sweep the floor. I'm like, what, what, what the hell am I going to tell them? Not gonna listen to me. So I realized like in one week, you know, Hey, check your ego at the door. So, uh, my dad, used, my dad was a big inventory guy. He liked to always have, you know, lots of inventory. Uh, and I'm still the same way because, you know, if you have it, you're going to sell, especially if it doesn't go bad. And uh, he would do the, the biggest argument we ever got is we wore these uh, buckets of syrup and these syrup buckets were 60 pound uh, buckets. And they're just annoyingly like heavy to lift here and there. So he would get like five at a time. And I'm like, why are you getting five? Just get one. Like, you know, because we had a we had no storage. We had to stuff them away in a the corner. They're like, if they're awkward to get back there. I was like, I tell you what, I will order the syrup right now. Never order it again. <laughs> if we run out, you can let me have, you can like, you know, tell everyone what I'm wearing. 
So, and like five buckets back then would last us four or five months. So, and we could get them day, one at a time, the very next day when Absolutely. we needed them. Fast forward six months, he did the same thing again. I go, okay, I'm gonna put them away this time. But if you order more again, I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah. Like that. He goes, he goes, okay. I swear a week later, there's like 10 of them. Like, you know, <laughs> in the door when I stacked five high, uh, calling them up. I go, and you know, I love you. I'm going to put these syrups away. I go, but I'm giving you my two weeks. I'm out of here. And so I moved to Atlanta and, uh, I got a job with Apple computers and actually, you know, uh, that's another story for another day. What uh, were you doing at Apple out of curiosity? It, yeah, it was, I was a, a sales rep. So the nice. company I worked for, uh, or like the division I worked for in Apple, we would service, uh, like being part of sales for TNT, TBS, CNN, because they're all based out of Atlanta. And they, but the Apple I worked for was not the Apple that we know today. It was just starting to get there. So if I had a thousand, I don't even want to tell you, I had some shares of Apple stock and what they're worth now. Oh, like, you know, I don't man. sleep well. Don't sleep well <laughs> but, uh, but then with Apple, I got for the pharmaceutical company up in Chicago. Uh, I, someone knew someone. I got flown up. And here I am in my only suit that I have that I bought for my uncle's funeral. It's like a black suit. I'm wearing it to Chicago. They're renting me a car to interview. And I'm flying up to Chicago telling myself, do these people not know what an idiot I am? Here they are. They're like, you know, doing all this stuff for me. <laughs> I got that. I got that job. And I think Atlanta was close enough for my dad to where he's like, I could still pull him back in if I, but Chicago, I think if he knew I went to Chicago, I was never coming back. I'm Greek. Chicago's got the biggest Greek town in the United States of America. It would really? have been like, you know, a dunk, oh yeah, like a deal. Uh, he's like, I'll rent you the store. He's like, you know, I'll, I'll take out. And I was like, done deal. Cause I always wanted to do the candy business. It was, he was the greatest father in the world. I never went without, but as a boss, he was miserable to me in a good way. Like, you know, not miserable to where I didn't want to do it, just miserable or I couldn't work with him. Absolutely. And once he got out of the way, uh, you know, I'd still have, he'd still come in because he had the adjacent gift shop next door. So he would still come tell my team what to do. Like, you know, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, make sure this, make sure this cup is over here. And then I would come in the morning and be, I'm like, why is this three? I'm like, Zeno, Zeno told us to put it there. And I go, Zeno's not your boss. I am. And they're like, well, we're not afraid of you. We're afraid of him. So like, you know, his legacy lived on. And, you know, he he, he was just the best. He, there, he he made an impact on so many people uh, for being here so long and such a, a dynamic part of the city of Daytona Beach because that boardwalk core area is the place to be. And he, it was the American dream for him uh, to come there. He told himself, I'm going to own that building one day. Oh, and man. as soon as they uh, bought the building that we at the store actually sits on, he changed the name from Boardwalk Sweet Shop to Zeno Boardwalk Sweet Shop. So we come from a long line of narcissists. <laughs> you know, always like want the, uh, people to know who we are and where we came from. And, like, you know, I don't mean to keep harping on this, but oh, no, you know, no. with, legacy being, with legacy being so important to me, my son's name is Zeno. And uh, he started working. He's, he's going to be 14 this summer. So last summer he started working for us. And I, I had to talk with him. I go, listen, I go, everyone there likes you. He's a, he's a sweet kid. He's actually a very good kid. And I go, but I go, you are not going to be given respect. You have to earn it. And I go, and you're going to have to take it from the former uh, boss's son. Absolutely. You know, you have to outwork everyone. I know what it's like to be the boss's son. And I know how people think you get 
things easier and like you know stuff. Meanwhile, I guarantee you, my dad was harder on me than he was anybody than anyone else. else. So it's Absolutely, like, you know, it's a different story. And I go, you know what? And one last thing that you have to deal with that I didn't, I go, it's your name on the building. I go, it's Zeno's Boardwalk Sweet Shop. I go, it's not Johnny's Boardwalk Sweet Shop. So if you're not going to take care, if you're not going to work hard in the business that bears your name and is your like, you know, life, future life, then why is everyone else going to get two craps, like, you know, Fair, yeah. about trying to work hard? And I swear that kid this year, I don't know, my kids have lived very charm lives. Uh, I try to do my best, uh, not to spoil them, uh, in the sense that I put them in tough situations. Uh, I like jujitsu. I like public speaking. I like putting them in, uh, if they're going to play sports, moving them up in age. I don't care if my son comes home with a, uh, under nine soccer championship trophy, who cares? Like, you know, I just want them getting better and struggling. It's the struggle that makes like anyone great. And going back to Hamilton, he didn't start off living this he was uh, an immigrant that came here with nothing and you know made himself who he is exactly so, built himself I, you know, up. It, it's been it's been such a great life lesson for them because uh there's a great thing i love where it's uh hard times make great men great men uh create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times and it's oh. a vicious circle that comes over and over again i love that quote uh, absolutely do yeah. And it's kind of interesting yes. you said that. One of the biggest struggles I've had as an, uh, an adult, I should say, quote unquote, <laughs> is public speaking. <laughs> I absolutely cannot stand public speaking. When I have like four or more people around me, it's like, oh my gosh. How did you, um, you said that's something you put yourself through. How did you go about doing that? So, uh, believe it or not, like, you know, it could be any form of thing. So I like, I like perform, you know, I was in a band 20 years ago, nice. a rock band. And then uh, I was in the school plays in high school. Uh, but uh, public speaking, there was these, our church had had these uh, uh, festivals called oratorical festival, where you're basically given six topics uh, based on some form of uh, something off the Bible or something happening nowadays. Uh, you make like three minute beach and then you go participate slash compete. You know, you do your own church first, which is like, you know, about 10 kids. And then you go to like the state of Florida, which is like, you know, again, 15, 20 kids. And then you go like, oh, wow. you know, really competitive. And then a five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I went to three of those in a row. Uh, nice. It's so ironic. We're going to Birmingham this weekend because my oldest son made it to the regional. So, you know. Uh, he's a ham. You know, I've got two children, Zeno and CJ. Zeno, I, I could see in this new internet, social media, podcast kind of world, I could see him being the face of the company because he has no problems being in front of public. He likes the center of attention. Nice. And CJ is like my wife slash brother-in-law. They're the introverts that really don't want to be in the public eye, but they're already good at number. They're the numbers people and like, you know, the people that keep things organized, the type A's. You know, uh, I, I married a type A and I am the most uh, B slash beta you've ever met. Like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 Christina, it, it, you know, I always joke around that if uh, the candy business was Christina's family business, we'd have like a thousand stores right now and like, you know, be like, you know, a monster. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's you know, awesome. she, she, she's just the, the biggest, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me. Something people don't stress enough is if I had to tell someone the most important decision you make, it's not what college you go to, what degree you go to, what business you want to go in. It's just picking the best partner to roll with. And, you know, that goes from your whoever you decide to marry or whoever you go into business with. And then finding people that have uh, 
different talents that complement yours. Uh, I don't need to be the best numbers guy. And I, I, I rarely look at the financial statements, which is terrible. I don't recommend <laughs> to do that. Uh, but, you know, trust and verify. I, I have other people look at it and then I take it to an outside source just to make sure that nothing is fishy is going on. Absolutely. But uh, it's, uh, I've been very blessed to build good teams, whether it be sport. I was always the worst starter on the team, whether it be band. I was the worst musician in the team. And, uh, you know, so it's I was always good at putting the team together because I wanted to be part of a good team. And I knew if I was the worst one. Okay, we're pretty good. Like, you know, we're we're good to go. <laughs> a pretty so, solid team uh, all the way around. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I'm surprised to hear you don't like public speaking because you know oh. you, you come off very well right off the podcast. And I know you're just talking to me right now, but Absolutely. it's the same thing. You know, it's just a comfort thing. You do sing so many times, uh, you don't even care anymore. Absolutely. And it, like, what's worse going to happen? You, you, you just they'll think about it for like a day. Now you say something like you know ill advised. That's a different story. It lasts forever. But a flub here or there, or a mistake, or like you know a stutter. Absolutely, it doesn't matter. People it's funny you said that because yeah. I actually joined um, Toastmasters. Um, I've been there for like two years, and now I can you know do it a little bit more than I did. But I remember when I first joined, I literally froze for like a full minute yeah. like uh but now you know i can get out a full speech which it, it definitely helped but i was curious because i had to force myself to get into a program to be actually really good at it but it was definitely one of those that were challenging uh, speaking of challenging um you told me some of the uh, growing pains that you had you know kind of taking over for your dad what are some of the challenges you experience right now as a uh, business owner well i would say uh you know, when you go from a, like a retail uh, to a manufacturing side of things where you become more of a wholesaler and distributor, you start to realize real quick things don't cost you what they thought what, what you thought they cost you uh, because you, you forget about overhead. You, for, you know, when you're making all the candy or ice cream out of the back of your kitchen of your retail location where the rent is already paid, where the lights are already paid, where the utilities are already paid, everything's paid. You don't think you have to cover those costs because the retail front of the store already pays uh, for those things. But when you move into your own facility and you're still charging what you're charging when you're basically working out of the back of the kitchen for free, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, you know, so I would have uh, conversations with my accountant slash like, you know, part time CFO. Uh, I'd be like, hey, I know a pound of taffy cost me X dollars. He's like, no, 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 no. It cost you X plus $3. And I'm like, what? Like, you know. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, Numbers like, a lot but more. But I'm losing money now. Like, you know, I'm losing money if I sell it. That He's like, yes, you are. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh. So those kind of headaches, those turns. Uh, but, you know, you have to embrace the suck. There's going to be parts that just suck. And, you know, we went from a small uh, store to manufacture, you know, my dad's best year was 9,000 pounds of taffy in a year. Oh, wow. Uh, we, we'll do that. A lot we'll do of taffy. that in two days. Yeah. And, but we'll do oh. that in two days now. Oh, like, geez. You know, it, 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 it's yeah. So, uh, when I, when I, my wife's pregnancy with our second child, that whole nine months is when I, fo when I started to focus on being, uh, less of a retailer and more to a manufacturing distributor. Mm. And I missed her entire pregnancy with our second son because I was at that factory trying to get these new machines to work. I should say these new machines that are 60 years old to work. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, 
and and I suffered. I suffered. And that's why I love my kids in jujitsu because it's the art of being comfortable while you're very uncomfortable. Like, you know, when you got someone that's trying to choke the life out of you, like, Absolutely. you know, you gotta be like, you know, you gotta learn, like, you know, just to relax and, you know, do what you've been taught. I've actually and, been told about that, that jujitsu, um, my friend was saying is almost like the most realistic one to use in like um, everyday life situations, um, just because most of them end up on the ground. I don't know much about fighting, but that's, you know, what he was saying about jiu-jitsu. Well, I hope you never have to learn. I hope I never have to learn, and I hope my kids never have to learn. And the, the thing is, with fighting, you can always run away. Uh, if you're standing up and, like, you know, I tell my kids this, uh, and they, they, they compete in tournaments, and they're, they're very good. Uh, but I tell them, if someone says something about you, so what? Absolutely. Eat it, leave it. Like, you know, go. Who cares? Uh, I go, but once they got your hands, their hands on you, and you can't run. That's when you need jujitsu, like, you know, and uh, it, it, it and you suffer. You just get beat up by your best. It's the only thing I've ever seen where I'm teaching my friends that have just started to help beat me up, <laughs> like you know, because I can't get better until they get better. Absolutely, and, like you know, and, it, and it's a chess match, and of all, and I love it, and I and I use it for business too because I'm always trying to think. You can't ever get someone the one move you want to get. You have to set up three or four different moves until they like, you know, they're defending that move, defend that move, but it leads them right into the one you want. And business is the same exact way. You're Ooh, not going like to just that. Uh, like, you know, like compete, like, you know, with the bigger candy companies on, um, even though I think my product's great. Uh, they think their product's great too. Uh, I, they can make more in a week than I can make all year. I mean, there's some monster candy companies out there that you just never even heard of, but they're they're everywhere. And like, you know, uh, I'm not even talking the Snickers and the Skittles, like forget, just take those out. There's even monsters that just, they're amazing. Uh, it's all about service. You know, uh, I'm a big believer that, and I do this.